You are listening to Harford County Living Podcast with Rich Bennett and Sarah Coleman. If this is your first time listening, then thank you for coming. The Harford County Living Podcast is produced every month for your enjoyment and show notes are found at harfordcountyliving.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Harco Living and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's join Rich, Sarah, and their special guest. Welcome to the Harford County Living Podcast. This is our fourth podcast uh, for the month of August. And this time we have Jared Allen with Edward Jones Financial with us. Sarah going to be here today. The good thing is she's not here because they are signing a lease. They're going to be my neighbor soon. So uh, looks like everything's looking up for that for Four Seasons Nursery and Landscape Services. They just keep growing and growing, which makes it even better. Um, one of the things, we're coming to you from Town Grill and Pub again right here in the Joppatown Shopping Plaza. And I want to thank uh, Larry, Linda, Megan and Brad, of course, for allowing us to use uh, their facilities for all these podcasts. Um, one of the things last month we talked about, we had Jerry Booker on here from the Baltimore Cancer Support Group. They had a, their third annual car show uh, right here at the shopping center. And they actually, God, almost doubled the amount of cars that they had the year before. They had over 250 cars, so that was a very huge success. Um, and it's just great to be able to, you know, tell people that, and it feels nice to be able to help people grow. So um, that's a good plus. So, Jared, how are you doing? I'm doing great this morning. Good. Now, Jared is a – you, how long have you been with Edward Jones? So I've been with Edward Jones since June of 2013. So three years? Three years now, working on my fourth. Wow. God, you look like you just graduated high school. <laughs> Making me feel old now. Now, and Edward Jones, is, so a lot of people that don't know, what exactly is Edward Jones? So Edward Jones is the second largest financial firm in the United States. Okay. Uh, we help folks with their investments and their overall financial approach. So Edward Jones differentiates themselves by having a personal approach to investing, having one financial advisor and one assistant per office, so that when you call in or when you come to the office, you're going to know exactly who you're dealing with right. each and every day. And that's, oh, God, I'm going to get her name wrong. Is it Ashley? Yep, Ashley. Okay, I got it right. She, all right, She's your assistant up there? Yep. That, so most of the time, because I know you're on the road a lot. Yeah. So I'm, most of the time, you're going to get at her. Yeah, I'm <laughs> constantly meeting with folks either at their house. I'm right. out networking uh, with other professionals trying to figure out who best to team up with to best serve my clients. Or I'm having meetings at folks' houses a lot of times. I was going to say, I guess that's what makes you stand out from, say, other businesses. Because you meet with people at their house? I mean, does everybody do that? No, not really. Most folks, you're going to have to go in and you're going to have to talk to them in their office. But okay. a lot of folks, uh, they don't get off work until 5 o'clock when most offices close. Right. But what I try to do is I try to make investing convenient for folks. So whether it's after hours, whether it's on weekends, whether it's at a coffee shop, their house, or my office, whatever's most convenient, we want to make sure that it's great investment experience. So you're really putting that customer service in there. Yeah, everything about the business has been designed for customer service from the design of the office to how we run the business itself all specifically to make sure that we provide what we call service excellence. Okay. 
Now, is it strictly, I guess, investment investing for individuals or for businesses as well? The nice thing is I can serve almost anyone. I can really? serve individuals uh, all the way up to businesses of about 100 people or so. Oh, wow. So the nice thing is I have all the resources to serve folks anywhere in between. Now, and I know there's other Edward Jones financial advisors around, but it's like each one its own independent business? Yep, each one's its own independent business. We all run our businesses separately. Uh, we take different approaches to investing. And, but we all have the support of the same home office right. and all the folks back in St. Louis. Oh, that's great. So it's more or less like a franchise, but you're, and you're local, right? Because you're from Havity Grace, correct? Yep. I was born and raised in Havity Grace. I uh, lived there for quite a while before I moved out to the Midwest and then came back to serve right where I grew up. So there you go. You know, everybody listening, you know how I always push to support local. And this is a prime example of somebody that grew up here open up his business here so definitely get out there and support him um now as far as services what type of services do you offer i guess so what folks don't realize is i not only manage investments but i'm a financial advisor okay so the services that i offer it can be anything from retirement accounts life insurance disability insurance long-term care insurance and tax-free education accounts when you want to dive in deeper, then we can talk about estates, we can talk about trusts, we can talk about different tax strategies for your investments to minimize the taxes that you're paying. Wow. I'm not just your investment advisor, but I'm a financial advisor, so we take a look at the whole picture, make sure that you're well taken care of. I didn't realize that you guys did all that, especially yeah. the insurance and all. Yeah, with a lot of clients, uh, what I do is I actually start out just with the basics. Where are you budget-wise? Right. Because the easiest way to put more money into your retirement accounts is to cut your expenses in other areas if you can still maintain that same lifestyle. Now, with that, I mean, your your clientele, are you getting a lot of the younger clientele? Like your age out of school and college? So I have a pretty broad mixture okay. with a book of business. I have folks as young as 18, and then I have parents actually opening education accounts for their newborn children, and all the way up to clients that are 100 years old. So uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I have one client that's 100 years old right now. Wow. I was going to say, I bet he's been investing a long time, huh? Yeah, she's been in it for, uh, for oh, she, quite a while. Okay. Yeah, the investments have been handed down throughout a few different generations. We're making sure that she has enough money to live from on her investments and pass that on to her two daughters. Oh, wow. And yeah, you just held a seminar not too long ago, right? Yeah, we did. We held it over at Silk's Restaurant at Bully Rock in Happy Grace. Okay. And we focused on how the elections and how politics in general affect investments. I bet a lot of people are nervous about investing now, especially with this election coming up, aren't they? Yeah, a lot of people are panicking right now, and <laughs> they have some good reason to, to worry. Um, but the nice thing is that we're here to talk them through the investments and strategies to make it through any volatility that might come because of the elections. I was going to say, I mean, what's, what was their biggest concern, I guess, with the election? I mean, that the economy is going to fall again, or...? The thing is, a lot of folks don't have a specific concern. What they just hear is the bad news on the press every single day. And it's overwhelming. You hear all this bad news, so 
it overwhelms folks. Uh, but a lot of folks, they're worried just that the stock market's going to go down because right. someone might come into office and create some bad policies. Stop watching the news, people. Just listen <laughs> to the good, positive news. And speaking of that, now, what about as far as other countries? Does that affect anything? Like, you know, you, was it England just pulled away from, from the euro? So, I mean, does that affect anything over yeah, here? Yeah, Great Britain For just you? left the European Union. And it definitely does affect things. But what I tell folks is to look at the big picture. So uh, England is still there. It's still a country. They're still going to be doing business. Uh, One of the biggest things that it affected was actually scotch trade. Really? So America consumes almost 75% of the scotch produced there. And previously, the European Union had a deal with the United States to create tax-free transfers of liquor between... Uh, the two groups, and now that won't be there, so that could change taxes on your scotch. I'm, I'm sorry, you said Americans Americans consume. What was that? America consumes almost seventy five percent of the scotch that is exported from the UK. Seventy five percent. Seventy five percent. There's some heavy drinkers. <laughs> wow, I. That's a lot. Yep, so that's that's really one industry that's going to be impacted. But you have to think, if someone enjoys their scotch, they're, they're still going to enjoy it whether it goes up 1% or 2%. Well, and if they're a good scotch drinker, hopefully they're letting it sit on the shelf for a while and let it age some. Exactly. You know, like your bourbon or whatever. Exactly. Um, now, as far as yourself goes, what, I guess, certifications or qualifications did you have to get and I guess two-part question, and that you have that makes you stand out, say, from others? That's a good question. So as I mentioned, I take a look at the full financial picture for folks, Mm -hmm. including the insurances. We don't just want to make investments and have that all fall apart because of a long-term care need or a death or anything of that sort. Okay. So I actually have my Series 7 and Series 66 investment licenses, which allows me to discuss any investment products. I also have my life and health insurance licenses, so we can discuss those products. In addition, uh, I have my accredited asset management specialist designation, uh, which only about 10% of the industry maintains. Really? Yeah. So the nice thing is I actually have some more in-depth knowledge about how investments react to different situations, how best to allocate the investments throughout people's portfolios. In the industry, you can actually call yourself a financial advisor without any type of accreditation or license, which is why I make sure to hold myself to the highest standards, get all of those different licenses, get the different designations to make sure that I can serve my clients best. Uh, No reason why anybody shouldn't feel comfortable with you then. Exactly. I mean, that's that's good. Um, Now, one of the, and my wife always asks me this, um, I guess, the biggest question, I'm sure a lot of people have this question. How, if somebody comes to you, yep. they want to invest, yep. how are you actually compensated? It's a great question. So, right now, there are two different ways to get compensated. Okay. And it depends on the individual. Because either folks can pay a one-time upfront fee, that might be a couple of a percent, and there's going to be a small annual expense built into their funds. And that's going to be cheaper for the folks that are investing for 20, 30, 40 years. Okay. Or there's the option to do uh, what's called a managed account or a wrap account, where everything is wrapped under one fee, and it's going to be just about 1% per year. 
So under those accounts and the other accounts, then I make money as other folks make money. So everything that I do is as a fiduciary to make sure that it's in uh, my client's best interest. So as they grow, I grow with them. So if they're losing money, then you're not making money, right? Uh, I'm not making that. Bad. So it's again, it, they feel more comfortable with you because you're looking out for their best interest to make sure their investments are actually bringing money in. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Um, now, is there certain clients that you actually specialize in, or businesses that you specialize in, or is basically anybody can come to you? So anyone can come to me. A lot of businesses, they'll have asset minimums of 250000 that you have before you can even talk to someone. What? And I, my goal for the community is that being there in the community, we're going to get folks on a better financial path, which means it's going to help out the current generation who's investing and future generations down the road. So my goal is to educate and take care of everyone. Uh, but the folks that I really specialize in are going to be... For instance, folks that may have switched their position in the government and have an old TSP that's laying out there. Okay. Or those folks that are within five years of retirement, because that's when they need to really start worrying about those long-term care possibilities and retirement. Because imagine if you stop earning income and have to go into a long care facility in a matter of yeah. five years or so. So those are the folks that I really can help out the most but with my business, I'm willing to serve anyone in need. I guess in a way that leads me to my next question is, once somebody becomes you know, one of your clients, how often are you in contact with them? Or Because I know there are some businesses, they're only in, their co in contact with their clients when their client reaches out to them. Right. So how often are you actually keeping in touch with your clients? So that's a fantastic question because Ashley and I actually completely redid our contact strategy for all of our clients. And the way that we're doing this is we actually ask clients how often do they want to be contacted. We have some clients that want to be contacted every other month. That's a good idea. Yep. We have clients that want to be contacted every three months and we have clients that want to be contacted twice a year. I always make sure that we contact clients at least twice a year because it's just like going to a doctor. Whether things are going well, whether things are going bad, you want to make sure that you're still in good health, in good standing with your doctor. And in between those periodic contacts, if anything were to happen in the market, if there's a great investment opportunity, if the market goes south and we need to move a few things around, right. then we're reaching out in addition to that. Okay. So you're keeping Ashley busy then too. Yeah, Ashley's, <laughs> Ashley's keeping on her toes, that's for sure. Um, and, and I guess well, I, I'm probably gonna answer my own question here. Um, so when people work with you, they become one of your clients, they're, there's not somebody new they're working with. In other words, you're not bringing in more people. It's strictly just you and Ashley, right? Yep, it's strictly myself and Ashley. Uh, we're okay. working on hiring another assistant, actually to help out with some of the paperwork and some of the phone calls. Uh, but folks will know exactly who they're talking to every single time. So that way it's personal service. I was gonna say it makes it more personal. Mm -hmm. Exactly, we That's know good. your situation, we know who you're talking to, and it also helps out with things like identity protection. If someone uh. were to call in and say that they are 
uh, Mary Jane, then we're going to know who Mary Jane is. And if it doesn't sound like Mary Jane, we're going to take those extra steps to make sure that it's actually... That's a good point. I would have yep. never thought about that. Yeah, because... Especially with, now with identity theft going around the way it is. Exactly. With most services, uh, any of the 1-800 number companies that you can work with, you can give a call. All you need is the current address, date of birth, and last four of someone's social. So, and then they can transact any business over the phone. That's why we like to do everything personal, wow. know our clients personally, uh, so we can prevent against stuff like that. That's awesome. Um, now, another question, of course, a lot of the stuff you've been explaining to me probably answers this already too. What is it that, I guess, is going to make the client experience more unique? So the things that are going to make the client experience unique is just the investment approach, just to start off. We're going to take a look at their full financial picture. So talking about their budget, making sure that they get up, get set up the best way financially. Okay. Then when we dive into investments, the way that I look at things is on a risk versus return basis. If you take on more risk, you should get more return. And if you graph that, all of your investments should line up with that theory. If not, you're not properly investing, which is why we just take a logical approach to investments um, and they're going to get a great experience in the office. We tailored the office for the clients. It's a nice office too. I have to add that in there. Now, Rich, when you stopped <laughs> on by, how many steps did it take to actually get into the office from where you parked? How many? St you're, it's right there. Yeah. The nice thing is <laughs> we have we have parking right in front of the office. so. It's going to be about a seven-step walk to get yeah. in the door. When you come into the office, folks are going to have the option of whether they get paper copies, whether they look at their investments on my screen, or whether they take a look at the 32-inch TV that's on the wall that has all the charts, has all of their information, so nobody has to worry about squinting at the paper, uh, forgetting reading glasses, anything of the sort. That's great. That is great. Hey, you guys are... Located right there. Actually, you go ahead and tell everybody where you're located at. Yeah, we're at 1039 Pulaski Highway in Happy Grace, which is in the shopping center with Dunkin' Donuts, APG, FCU, Subway, and H&R Block. And people don't have to live in Happy Grace. They can live here. They can live anywhere and still you know, work with you, right? Yep. I actually have clients in 19 different states right now. 19? So 19 different wow. states, uh, reaching as far out as California and as far south as Florida. So folks can live anywhere, and our objective is to make investing convenient for them, whether it's, like we said, uh, meeting at a coffee shop, meeting at their house, or meeting at our office. Okay. Um, another question, and I, I already know the answer to this, because you and I talked about this, um, but let's say you know, somebody's already with a financial advisor. Yep. How easy is it for them, if they want to transfer to you, to do so? So the paperwork for that takes about two minutes to get everything set up. It's, it's very efficient. Uh, we subscribe to an industry-wide network where we can submit transfer paperwork and the investments are sent to us in about a week or so. So very simple process. Uh, again, just making everything convenient for folks. Okay. Now, that's about what I have for questions, but I know there's probably more you want to add. Um, so I'm going to give you a couple minutes here or however long you want. You tell everybody why they need to come to you. Well, the thing about myself is I'm community oriented. I specifically return to Havre de Grace to serve the local communities. 
uh, making sure that folks are invested in the correct products, making sure that they're saving the most money so that they are the best served. Uh, the average person retiring in Hartford County or from the government is going to have only about $100,000 in their retirement account. Nowadays, it's going to take $500,000, maybe a million, possibly more to live through retirement. Wow. So my goal is to make sure that folks get on track financially so that, our, so that they're served, so that they can help out in the community, so that future generations can be in a better position than they are now. Great. And speaking of community, I'm going to give you another plug here. You belong to a nonprofit in the county, right? Yeah, I belong to uh, three different nonprofits currently. Uh, you're like me. You wear a lot of hats. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the one you were explaining to me, was it Breathe 37 yeah. or something like that? Breathe 37.9. And what exactly is that? So Breathe 37.9 is a group that was organized by a gentleman named Mike Nolan. And his original focus for this group was to serve those underprivileged folks in the community. It started out as a toy drive and a food drive delivering uh, toys and food to neighborhoods here in Harford County, uh, teaming up with the Sheriff's Department to figure out where the most need is. That is expanding. Uh, we've expanded our reach from Harford County. We actually just sent a team over to Africa that's working with an orphanage. Really? And they delivered hundreds of pairs of sandals because most folks don't even have shoes over there. Right. And they get wow. infections and whatnot. Um, so the real focus is going to be on serving those underprivileged folks in the community, uh, reaching out to them, whether it's clothes, food, or toys, just to reach out and show folks some love here in the community. That's great. Now, what's is there a website for that that people can go to? Uh, we're actually currently finishing up the website. Okay. That should be up in the next couple of weeks or so. Okay. Um, but there is a Facebook page. If you look up Breathe 37.9 or Breathe 379, uh, that'll pop up. Like the page, um, and you'll get updates on all the different events that we're having and how you can help out and support here in the community. And I'll, I'll have a link on the um, podcast for that as well as your business, you know, Edward Jones, but link it to your page so people can go right in there uh, to find out more about it. And you said three nonprofits altogether? Yeah, currently I'm a part of the Haverty Grace Freemasons. Okay. Uh, I'm a board member on the Academy of Finance at Edgewood High School. That's right. And then a board member for the Brief 379. Okay. The, uh, actually, I think you and I talked about this briefly. The Freemasons, yep. uh, and I've actually had Larry Burton on here, who is the past district governor of Lions. And I've talked to a couple of people with American Legions. Are Freemasons hurting for members, too? Uh, you know, we've actually had a pretty good membership for our lodge there in Happy Gardens. Okay. Uh, so I'm not sure what it is in the county, but the nice thing is we've been able to get in some guys that really just want to be the best that they can be and really serve in the community. Okay. And the other one you said with Edgewood High School. Explain, because yeah. when you told me about that, I thought that was pretty cool. Tell, explain to people what that is, especially now that schools are going to be starting soon. So the Academy of Finance is a great program over at Edgewood High School. And similar to the Science and Math Academy, it is a specialty program at the school. So it has certain requirements for students to be able to attend that specific program, but it gives students immense opportunities. Uh, it gives them additional business experience with accounting classes, basic finance courses. That's great. 
Yeah, it really helps them out going into the real world, have, knowing about credit, knowing about a checking account, a savings account, things that aren't taught nowadays in school. Right. Uh, few local banks have actually teamed up with the Academy of Finance and they've created what's called the RAM branch, where students actually run their own bank with their really? own cash, their own teller system. Uh, the students are the presidents, the vice presidents, the chief marketing officers, the tellers. They run the whole operation. That's so, pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, so that way they have some real life experience before they get into the real world. That is awesome. That's a good yep. idea. Because that is a scary thing. It seems like nowadays they're not taught how to balance a checkbook or anything. Exactly. Checkbooks are so rarely used yeah. that the whole concept is just foreign to folks nowadays because it's all done electronically and they don't understand what actually happens with that. Right. And, they, and the thing is, I think a lot of people don't, when it's all done electronically, a lot of people forget about the fees. Exactly. And what happens? They end up, you know, overdrawn or it's, that's great what you guys are doing there then. That's fantastic. Um, we're actually going to have Jared on another time too, because Jared, like me, is a big history buff, especially when it comes to Harford County. Um, but we'll talk, God, we could probably spend hours <laughs> talking about that. Uh, he did find a steal on eBay, but again, we'll save that for another time. <laughs> Um, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Uh, you know, I think that just about covers everything. Okay. Just uh, a local business here to serve those folks in the community. Make sure that they're in the proper investments and that they're set up financially. Um, if there's anyone specifically that has an old TSP that isn't managed, uh, they have some old stock certificates that might be laying around, or they know of some folks that could use any of the services that we talked about today, uh, those are the folks that I can help out and uh, really get them on track. Right, what's the phone number they can call you at? They can give us a call at 410-939-1621. 1621, okay. Um, one thing to add real quick, I noticed, uh, not with you, your business, but, um, and I told you before, I'm a big stickler on supporting local businesses. Um, I noticed a couple more local businesses that have shut down or are shutting down. Um, people, I cannot express hard enough. You need to get out there and support the local businesses. Uh, the one business that shut down actually was doing really great. Uh, they had a lot of business going in, a lot of clients and everything, but I think what it was, they, I'm not exactly sure what happened, uh, but they, sh they just shut their doors. Uh, the other big thing is I see a couple, on a good note, I see a couple new businesses opening up, local businesses. Um, one I saw is going to be opening up called Mackey's Crab Shack. Um, but unfortunately, you still see people online saying, oh, it's going to fail because of location and all that. You need to give these people a chance. Get out there and support them. If we get out and support these local businesses enough, they're not going to fail. They're going to be a success. And keep in mind, too, everybody, local businesses hire local people. So that's, you know, it's a win-win. Uh, so definitely make sure you get out there and support them. And business owners, you know who to contact now as far as, you know, good investment opportunities. You, you want to uh, help uh, build your portfolio, contact Jared Allen, Edward Jones. So um, you definitely get it on, you know, help build everything up. So, Jared, I want to thank you again. And... Um, I'll probably have you on in the next couple of months. We'll 
definitely sit down and have a long discussion about history. Sounds good. And uh, God, Sarah, two months in a row, we miss you. Hurry up and get back here. So I uh, want to thank everybody again. And anybody else that wants to be a part of the show, whether it's your business, an organization, or just an individual, uh, go ahead and contact us. Uh, once again, businesses can come on. There is no charge to be on the podcast. Uh, it reaches everybody, not just in Hartford County, but throughout the world. Um, so definitely contact us and we'll get you on. So thank you again, and we'll see you ne- or talk to you next month.